I study the reproductive physiology of fishes and it's really important when you're considering the marine environment and marine fishes because if we're trying to conserve our populations, especially those that we're fishing either commercially or recreationally, it's really helpful to know something about the reproductive cycle of the fish. So the reproductive physiology studies the life cycle of the fish and specifically looking at how the eggs and the sperm are produced so that we can have future generations from those fish species. Pacific salmon are considered anadromous fish and is what anadromy is, is when you have a fish that goes from freshwater to seawater. So the Pacific salmon are spawning in the freshwater habitat in rivers or tributaries upstream from the ocean and then is what they do is they migrate downstream to the ocean. They spend a good portion of their adult lives in the ocean where there's plentiful food resources and then when they become sexually mature they return back up to the streams that they were hatched in to breed. In California we have several different salmonid species. You're probably most familiar with the rainbow trout which is a freshwater fish that you can be found all along California and a lot of times with the rainbow trout they're bred for the purpose of putting into lakes for people to fish for. The Pacific salmon are the sockeye, the chum, the pink salmon, the king salmon, and the coho salmon. And these are our anadromous salmon, the ones that are migrating from freshwater to seawater. What the steelhead is, is an ocean-going rainbow trout. And they're really unique in that they are directly related to the rainbow trout, which are primarily freshwater. But these steelhead that we have in Southern California are a very distinct population and different from any other steelhead that you would find in the Northern California tributaries. Anthropogenic chemicals are man-made chemicals. And currently there's about 80,000 compounds that we know that are made in various products, like consumer products. Um, these products and these chemicals can be detrimental to fish and animal populations because they're considered to be endocrine disrupting compounds. And as what those are, are chemicals that mimic natural steroids in an organism. So they're going to disrupt the natural physiology and the natural endocrinology of the organism in some way resulting in dysfunction of the animal. The recommendations that I would have or advice that I would give to students who are interested in um, obtaining a degree or a PhD in marine biology is to gain some experience to make sure that it's really something that you truly love and are very interested in. So for example, when I was going to school as an undergraduate, I started volunteering at the Aquarium of the Pacific and it was an incredible opportunity for me to get my hands and feet wet and experience marine biology firsthand. And that actually led into a position where I worked with the sea dragons for a number of years here at the aquarium. And that was really instrumental in me deciding to go on to a PhD and the research field that I've chosen. And I've never regretted my time at the aquarium and I actually find that it's the most rewarding part of um, my experience as a marine biologist was working hands-on with the fish. So my advice would be find something that you're truly passionate and in love with, pursue that degree, and then use it for the better good for our marine organisms.